Hey there, it's Jerome. On this episode, two gay guys talk about what it takes to build a business, the values that you bring into it, and the weird circumstances that inevitably develop as you begin to see a little success. I think you'll like it. Our guest is hilarious, uh, and I was laughing for basically the entire time. Regarding the TV show, Bottomless Coffee with Jerome, thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your continued support. Our website, bottomlesscoffeeshow.com, is seeing a lot of traffic, which is super exciting. You can find all the streamable episodes of the show and the podcast there. That address again, it's bottomlesscoffeeshow.com. Okay, let's get to the conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bottomless Coffee. Uh, And on this episode, we are going to talk business because it is hard, y'all, to start this podcast and this show and to find a way to share all of the work that is going uh, into it while also making it look easy and being graceful and making it seem effortless. And so I had the really good fortune to have Casey guest, our guest today, reach out to me. And so as I was doing research, I was like, oh, you, you know what's up. You understand the work that goes into this. And so we are going to have uh, a nuts and bolts kind of conversation about how Casey built his businesses and his series and his podcast. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, give you the formal introduction. Casey is an actor slash producer gone home stetter, and we will also explore that a little bit. Uh, After the success of his family's online reality series, Being Casey, they decided to buy a farm in Georgia and go back to their roots. Multi-business owner Casey runs the home decor, organic bath products, and farmer's market side of their now family business. Welcome, Casey. How are you? Hello. How are you? <laughs> How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I am receiving that positive energy you are putting out. Yes. Yes, I'm flowing it through the microphone, baby. Flowing it through the microphone. I love it. So can you um, walk us through your businesses? Because that list was getting long as I was reading it. I was like, oh, Casey's busy. So I guess I should also start with gratitude. Thank you for taking a little bit of time to sit down behind the mic today because you clearly have things to do. Hey, listen, if you're not busy, you're not doing something right. Yep. So I'm, I guess I would say that I run those part of the businesses because I'm the bossy one out of the family. (laughs) So they kind of all dictate and say, Hey, okay. If Casey's going to be like, super bossy person to work with and he's going to run everything sure and so that's what i do yeah um but we started off our business started off with our family reality show as you mentioned and we went through three seasons and um went into uh the homesteading side of buying a farm Mm -hmm. and we do our farm besides producing what you would think from a farm vegetables uh plant starts plants jams we also do uh farmhouse decor and organic candles uh soaps and bath bombs so i run most of that and the social media side of our business ormsby farms okay so it's like farm to bath if you have a candle in your bathroom 
That's beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, everybody thinks that the farmhouse chic is big right now. So I was like, I'm going to hop on this train and ride it for money. Yeah. So. No, okay, I was not able to stream an episode of your show before this conversation. So can you tell us a little bit about the show? Um, well, it started off about four years ago when we started recording it. Um, my niece was like, Auntie Casey, you need to be, I was an actor before this. Okay. So I was an actor by trade. I did a couple television shows and then kind of hit like a plateau hmm. of where I was auditioning and just wasn't really getting anything. And my niece was like, oh, you need to be like the Kardashians and have your own show. I said, that's not, I don't do reality. Yeah. No, ma'am. Uh-uh, yeah. not doing it. <laughs> and uh, so it got even more dead uh, auditioning for stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let me, um, let me try this out. And YouTube was pretty big at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, we'll record three episodes. And if nobody watches it, we're, we'll be done. I don't have to like, you know, answer too many questions. Sure. Didn't do well. <laughs> I can, you know, wash my hands and be done with it. So we did three episodes and it was just me and my mom and my best friend who I call sis. Okay. Um, Ruby. And we recorded the three episodes very independently, like from iPhones and a little tripod yes. that we got from Walmart. And, um, it came out in 2018, October of 2018, and our first uh, episode aired to 1,700 viewers, which we were like, okay, okay, I mean, that's that's not Kardashian level, but it's okay. <laughs> and then by episode three, we aired at 5,000. Yeah. And I was like, okay, somebody, something's catching on. So we said, okay, we'll finish a season. We'll do a season. We'll do 12 episodes. Okay. Um, and so we did episode four, five, and six, and just we're having fun still really independently shooting it and a producer reached out to us and said your family's hysterical y'all are like the fat kardashians we really enjoy (laughs) y'all so i was like okay you know my niece is talking about the kardashians we may be the fat kardashians it's okay we're still getting somebody asking us so we signed on with them and finished out the season um, and it, our season finale of season one was 27,000 views. So yes, I was like, Casey. okay, something's catching on. So we, right after that, me and my mom went on a 11 day road trip okay. and the producer said, record the whole entire time. Oh. I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so we did. And we, they turned it into a series called Being Casey Roadside Assistance. Okay. And that aired in a five part series on YouTube as well. Um, to uh, maybe about 15,000 not many views on that Still. one but season 2 came back for being Casey and having a producer spoiler alert is when they start really faking reality show they uh, say okay. okay Casey we want you to do this they don't tell you word for word but yeah. they say okay this is what we want to come across in this episode huh. and um, that's when it started getting more like a job than having fun sure um, but we had 375,000 views in the second season okay. and we're, and we're nominated for four Webby awards. So I was like, okay, okay, cool. And then COVID hit. Uh. <laughs> and so after we had finally gotten on this like swing yeah. of figuring out YouTube reality, quote unquote, yeah. um, now everybody's 
made to be locked down and stay in their house. Yep. Um, and so we shot the third season completely off of digital web cameras. So a company set oh. all the cast a webcam. Those were hard to come by. I remember. They were. Yes. They were. And these ones, they should have kept them. Oh, um, oh no. But we learned how to use them and we had to send all of our footage into our producers and then they took the seven different storylines and put it together. Okay. And that's how we ended the third season. Um, sure. And it was fun. And then season two, my mom mentioned about wanting to buy farmland. Yeah. And that's how the whole business got started. It was from the reality show. So it was kind of a win-win situation on both ends. Okay. So thank you for giving us the whole timeline. Uh, yes. Because now we can kind of explore it a little bit. Because mm -hmm. I kind of see the business starting, at least from what you told me, the business was starting when you were an actor. Mm -hmm. um, and that particular business was hitting a plateau, as you said. Uh, and then it kind of sounds like you're like, well, I'm going to pivot and try something different. But you didn't have that whole structure around it like you do now. You're like, I'm just going to give it a go. And we're going to see. And I think yeah. one thing that a lot of people miss is that that thing that you mentioned, like it was only three episodes and for a lot of people, it doesn't work out, but they're always trying something, you know, right. did you happen to try anything between being an actor and doing the series or was it like first try and you nailed it or were, were there other like secret failed YouTube series you didn't tell us about, Casey? <laughs> oh, no, I would, I would definitely say that. And, and that's a great point. I mean, when starting a business, you know, nothing, unless you're super, super lucky, and it's a very small percentage or rich. of people that start <laughs> one thing and it's a success, yeah. um, especially in the entertainment world. Yes. No, I mean, everybody, when they think entertainment, they think, okay, I'm just going to turn on my favorite Amazon Prime show. And it just happened overnight for these actors. It doesn't happen yeah. that way. Again, spoiler alert. Um, yeah. But it takes a lot of no's to get that one yes. And there was a lot of no's in my acting that is actually documented on Being Casey of shows when I was writing projects, I was pitching projects to television networks um, and getting a lot of yeah, it's cute, but mm. no, or yeah, that's a really nice premise, but no. And so you got to just pick yourself back up and say, okay, one of them is going to stick. Yeah. You can throw a ton of oranges at a window. Yeah. Either one's going to break the window or one's going to stick to the window. Uh, so as, throw as many as you can. Throw the oranges, people. <laughs> right. right. I like, uh, I appreciate that you went with oranges. Um, as the thing to throw. I'm all, I also heard that you uh, didn't find success alone. Like you took someone's suggestion. Someone like was like, this is an opportunity for you, Casey, that I'm seeing. And you, you didn't dismiss it because the person was young or because it was, right. you know, not like the nicest thing. <laughs> the, right. way they just, the way you described it. I was like, that's funny, but I don't know if I want someone saying that to me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was living for it. The, actually, the person that called us it, I took time and made a photo and took the Kardashians promo picture oh and gosh. then copy and pasted our faces on it. Yeah. I'll send it to you privately. <laughs> it's actually very funny. Yeah? I, I don't get my feelings hurt easily and I didn't there either. <laughs> good, good. I mean, and you have to have thick skin. Mm -hmm. 
right? Um, Absolutely. And see the opportunities when they come. And I really love that you like brought your family and your friends along with reluctantly. you. Oh, reluctantly. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> really? Reluctantly, Mr. Evans. Okay, Let reluctantly. that be on the record. <laughs> yes. Sign my name to it. <laughs> well, they are grateful for it now. They are. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. sure. Some of them even um, were like, I, this is just not my thing. And now mm-hmm. a camera comes on and they're posing. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> not your thing. You discovered sure. it. It's your thing right. now. <laughs> you grew into it. It's an acquired thing. <laughs> right. Acquired taste. Okay. But you brought, but I like, I really appreciate that you, you didn't do it alone. And like at any point, it kind of sounds like, you could have made another pivot, you know what I mean? Because you thought you built something that's pretty successful, um, including this homesteading business, and you're still like including people in it, and I think that's really wonderful. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah no, it. Um, one thing that I've learned, especially from social media, hmm. is social media is a gold mine, and if I can pitch social media to anybody to start a business is to learn social media because it oh. will make you money. Okay. It will make you money. It's not just a myth. Yeah. Now, am I saying that you'll be a multimillionaire from working social media? No. But with marketing and the SEOs the way it is, starting your business, learn social media and marketing first. And then take it and use it to your advantage, which is what we did with the homestead. Okay. But was it primarily with the homestead that you leveraged social media or were you also leveraging social media for the show as well? Well, we had somewhat of a following from the show. Well, Um, not in the very beginning. So when you first did those three episodes, were you leveraging social media to promote those? You know, and at the time I had not done, um, well, TikTok was not around. Right. Well, it probably was, but I didn't really know how to use it. Um, but I was definitely using Facebook as much as I could yeah. to promote. I mean, if you have 500 friends, I mean, put it out there because if they watch it, that's 500 views right there. And that only builds your SEOs on YouTube to where the show will then be suggested in other people's um, Curie or library when they search something that is similar to your show. See, I feel like some people are do things and they're amazing and then they're like afraid to mm-hmm. share this really, in my mind, awesome thing that they've done. Um, maybe because there's like a tiny imperfection in it. They're like, right. oh, it's perfect except for that th- one thing. And so they're like, oh, I'll take it to my grave. No one will ever, <laughs> ever know about it. And that's usually the stuff that does so well. Yeah. Like, People want, people don't want perfection. Yeah. And if that's, if we haven't learned anything over this past year, two years of what we've gone through, perfection doesn't sell online. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The craziness, the crazier you are, the louder you are, the more out there. People need a laugh. People need something to laugh at or um, bring their spirits up. And that is what gets the views. That is what gets the followers is authenticity and a little bit of humor thrown in there too. Nobody's perfect. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, no one is perfect. And is that one of the things that comes through um, in your show like and in your business? Like, What are the values that you bring in? Um, well, for the show, again, towards the end, it did get very produced. Oh, so um, is it over? Did you finish? Okay. 
so you don't have to make any big announcements. <laughs> no, no. So basically, what we were when we finished season three, which was summer of 2020, okay. when we finished recording. Um, we were pulling it off of YouTube and we were going to go to Amazon Prime. Okay. So that was another business step that we were going to take. Like, okay, now it's time to start making money, money instead of the cents on the dollar that YouTube pays. Yeah. No shade. Still love me some YouTube, but it is cents on the dollar. Um, and we had some uh, contractual issues with cast because cast thought they were bigger than their britches Ooh. after three seasons. And so we're at a standstill right now okay. on season four. So that is where I'll leave it. Okay. No big announcement, but there will be another season. Just we don't know who's going to be on it. <laughs> Fair. That's mm -hmm. legit. Um, and I will be looking on social media for that announcement when the time comes because you're painting like a Definitely. really intriguing picture. There's like, it's like. Well, we, we actually did some watchathons on our YouTube channel. So okay. season one, Roadside Assistance, and two, uh, premieres Tuesday so they'll be on the full seasons will be on our YouTube channel okay they're gonna be on YouTube and not on Amazon Prime no, quite uh, yet not not quite yet not quite yet okay not quite yet so some you you've not even alluded to you've spoken really candidly about like several different business decisions that you've had to make along this journey and I wonder if you found that some of them are like easy at the time um, or some of them were more difficult at the time. And did any become like, did any tough decisions become easier? Like as you got more established, um, like for, for instance, you drug people kicking and screaming into this uh, world you've created. And now you've mentioned some people have become a little bit bigger than their britches. And so mm -hmm. I'm thinking that the uh, the negotiations that took place at the very beginning to get people you know, onto the iPhone camera that you were using or what have you for the, for, in the yeah. first place, that's changed over time. And I wonder if anything else like that has changed. Um, it was, for season one, it was pretty easy, yeah. um, especially to get Ruby um, uh, on board. Um, I told her that we were shooting something fun and that I had tequila. <laughs> and she was she was there. So she was, she was not the hard one to get on board. Yeah. Um, it was actually um, my family because my family is not big into the entertainment industry. They've never wanted to be. Mm. Um, and they did it solely to support me. And they were like, yeah. okay, if we're going to support you, we'll do it. But just know we're not crazy about it. Yeah. Like my mother, she was at first, she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not really big into the TV thing. And then she became a fan favorite over the first two oh. seasons and we're, people would leave comments. Oh, I love mom, Susan, I call her mom, I call her mom. I'm like, see, you actually are a celebrity. And she was like, I really don't enjoy doing it. I was like, okay, <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted, okay. Well, at least but she's able to be honest with you about what she, she likes. Is, what she uh, like, yeah. And she's actually, it's extremely funny. I mean, I don't think she knows how funny she is yeah. until the cameras turn on. Yeah. Um, and then she, sometimes gets me out of character because I'm trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> this is wonderful. I know, um, I know I'm really loving this conversation because I'm smiling so big that my mouth like kind of hurts. But <laughs> 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 well, let's take like a super quick coffee break and come back. And I want to revisit that question on values that you bring into your business, sure. into the show. Uh, Cause I'm interested. I'll be right back. Yes.
Hey everybody, bivalent boosters are now available. You can schedule your appointment through your primary care physician, or if you're in Minnesota, you can go to the state-run vaccination sites at the Mall of America in Duluth, St. Paul, Rochester, and Moorhead. Disability accommodations are available upon request at those state-run sites. Right now, most people are not up to date on their boosters and we need to turn that around as we go into the cold season. Please get boosted. You do not want COVID-19. It's just not worth the risk. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. Hey everyone, we are back with Bottomless Coffee. I am your host, Jerome, and we are with our Wonderful guest, Casey Guest of Ornsby Farms and being Casey. And um, now we're going to talk a little bit more about that transition from the show being Casey to uh, the homestead, Ornsby Farms. And then I really want to get into like the values that you bring into the business and how those show up and are reflected. Um, but like, I, I feel as though in the beginning, we may have skipped over a little bit that like a TV show and a homestead are not the same kind of business. And, <laughs> and so there's probably a lot of work that goes into that transition. <laughs> right, right. And most people are like, wait, you do what Yeah, now? You do what? And you know, it started off when we talked about it on season two of having a farm is just kind of like a vacation spot that our family to go to. And when COVID hit the learning and the prepping that we had done to move to a farm came into um, fruition mm. at that moment. Cause self sustainability is so important. And we learned that during our lockdown yeah. of, you know, being self-reliant, yes. having to be self-reliant. Um, and that's when I literally thought of taking the business that we had created with being Casey and pushing it into our homesteading style of living, which yeah. is how we got to the point where we are now. Um, and I did as much studying because I mean, I was no gardener, no farmer by trade, anything <laughs> from the farthest. Sure. Like, from an my, actor to a farmer, yes. Right. And a lot of my homesteading friends now joke and say, if you remember the Lindsay Lohan version of uh, Parent Trap, where the the fiancé, she was clapping those sticks together to yes. get the bear away. Oh, my gosh. That, that was going to be me on the farm. That's a deep reference. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it was figuring out how to now rebrand our brand yeah. being Casey yeah. into this homesteading family that none of us knew anything about. Wow. And the four of us was myself, my mother, my brother, Chris, and his girlfriend, Tara. Um, and we were definitely not the image of what people would think yeah. of homesteading or farmers. Um, but we had such a passion for it that we didn't know was there yeah. until we started jumping into it to where I was ready to leave the entertainment and solely focus on planting tomato plants. Cool. And that makes sense. So yeah, that's the transition over to that was during COVID really. Um, I think you are really spot on uh, in that because of COVID, a lot of people realize that a lot of our systems 
uh, particularly in the United States, are like a lot more fragile than we thought mm -hmm. they were. Yep. And uh, what do you mean I can't have the food I want when I want it and right. whatever color it is that I want? Like that, mm -hmm. that is like the, the typical, I would say, American mindset. Right. Um, and it's definitely somewhat atypical to be like, yeah, I grow and produce my own food. Like, if I want something, if I then if I for tomato sauce, then I've gotta be ready to have planted the tomatoes so far ahead of time and in a certain quantity, and then it has they have to be harvested and like uh, canned, jarred. I don't know. <laughs> it, it truly is like a science too. Yeah. Really, like everything you're saying is so true, because when we got into this, I have a lot of homesteading friends now. Hmm. And they have taught that it's really like a mathematical equation that goes into making sure that your family is prepared for the year. Yeah. Because it's not a it's not that long ago that our ancestors were doing the same thing that we're doing now yeah. of growing the food that you eat. If you didn't grow it, guess what, girl? You didn't eat it. <laughs> you didn't have no potatoes in that garden. Guess what? No French fries. Yeah. So it was learning to do what our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. a century or so ago mm -hmm. to be self-reliant on your land and not just food, but knowing organic bath products with soaps and stuff. You know, back in the day, there wasn't a Dollar Tree that you could go and grab some Dow soap Yeah, in multiple different scents unless you made it. So, so you're making your own soaps. We do. Yeah, we Farms. make it. We do our own soaps, candles, and um, we do beard balm and uh, bath bombs, um, all organic from uh, virgin coconut oil. Okay. So yeah, what's the process of getting to a bar of soap? Like, where does it start in your mind? Um, basically, for us, when we started it, it is all about the scent first. Okay. And we do all organic essential oils in our products. So basically, we are sent certain um, blends of essential oils. And we sit down as a family and we fight over who likes <laughs> the best scent. And it really is just that. It's like, oh, I really like this one. And then maybe my brothers are, oh, no, I don't like that. Okay. You don't like this one? What? What? <laughs> so we go back and forth. And then we usually come out with a couple okay. scents. And then the process of making soap is very simple. Oh. And I've actually done how-to videos on YouTube, oh, the transition yes. over to that on how-to, but it's the waiting process. Um, it's usually about four to six weeks that you want to oh. cure the soap before they're ready. Um, but it's good to know what's going on in your body. When, the same way when yes. you know people are eating healthier, you want to know what you're consuming. Yep. It's the same thing with soaps and it's the same thing with candles. Any products... You need to know what's going on to your body, yeah? Because all these different stuff that you can't pronounce now, if you read the labels, I don't want that on my, if I can't pronounce it, I don't want it on my body. Yeah. Which yeah. is a lot of things sometimes. That's so interesting. You can tell, that you I stumble say over that. my words. <laughs> my, um, my husband likes to bake. And a lot of times he'll like make a cake or make cookies and I'll like watch him and I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to eat that because I know what's got into it. But if we go right. to the store, I'm like, I'll have six of these and a little mm -hmm. bit of these. Oh, this croissant looks really good. Um, it's so true. It though. makes such it's... a difference because they probably have more of that bad stuff in in the store than what mm -hmm. my husband's doing. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I have. 
I love that you're doing this. And I uh, will have to put links up to the store and to your products and those how-to videos as well uh, up on the website. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, uh, we are, we love the bath products. I like literally all of us, all four of us, and we're all different skin types, different ages. Um, like myself, I am, let's say mid thirties. Okay. Um, skin type. <laughs> then you got my mother, who's a 60 year old woman, my brother, who's, he's more of an oily skin kind of person and his girlfriend is African-American. So mm-hmm. you've got multiple different skin types that were able to use this one product, which was used years ago yeah you know nowadays with products you're like well i've got to test it out to make sure it's good on my skin right that's because they do so many additives right any types of products that most of the time it's just like dried dehydrated crumbled plastic that they're putting into these soaps they're putting into shampoos into certain lotions um if it don't say organic i always say if you can't put it on your tongue you shouldn't put it on your body yeah that's legit so, I mean, coconut oil, you can cook with. So, okay, I'll put it on my body. Yeah. Olive oil is another one that's really good for um, uh, sensitive skin. I can put it on my uh-huh. tongue, so I'll put it on my body. Yeah. Um, cocoa butter, same thing. Oh, well, yeah. Don't... You don't have to preach to me about cocoa butter. I know that one. <laughs> did you know you could actually cook with it, though? Oh, I did not. Yes. Certain organic cocoa butter really? you can for desserts gonna have more of a, a cacao kind of flavor to it more of sure. that chocolate flavor sure. i guess you could say yeah um, but yeah <laughs> when in need throw it in a little frying pan oh my gosh <laughs> now, wait do you okay have you done a youtube video of you cooking with cocoa butter i have not okay. no because it is very expensive oh. and when we put it into our products the products are very expensive because of that sure Sure. So, no, ma'am, she is used for <laughs> lotions. If I see it anywhere in any of my family's kitchen, they write me a check. Okay. At that moment. <laughs> I, uh, this is, you are the boss. I can tell. I can I, I'm tell. telling you, I'm the bossy one. Yeah. And I'm it sounds like you mind one. the I'm money okay. as well. Like you make, you're making sure that it's coming in from the right place. Like you were, you were mentioning the one platform is cents on the dollar and that doesn't make sense to you. And so you, you know, you have to make the switch. I really appreciate that mindset because those are the decisions that people aren't going to really know about. Like those don't make it right. good Instagram vids or whatever. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy is these Instagram models that we watch and we're like, oh, they probably make money, but they're just they look just dumb as dirt. They're really not. Yeah. A lot of these Instagram models, they may look dumb as dirt, but they are smart business people because it is not easy mm-hmm. to make money on Instagram. Yeah. It can be done, but it, it takes a lot of nose, as we were yeah. saying before, and a lot of a creative mindset of fresh way of putting stuff out there. So yeah, um, you have to, if you want to run a business, you have to learn all these different steps, you know, learn your Facebook, learn your Instagram, learn your TikTok. Heaven forbid, we haven't gotten there yet. I think I'm too old for the TikTok. Okay. I was um, about to ask you for some tips because. <laughs> no, ma'am. I don't do TikToks. I tried one time. Okay. I downloaded it and it went super south, super fast. And I was like, I, Ended up deleting the app that same day. So I, I couldn't figure it um, out. You know, I wasn't super into it, but they say that it's, that its algorithm will eventually get you. And mm-hmm. it did just the other day for the first time. And it's just some guy 
who's like tell stories of uh, like his time as a server and his like his date dating or whatever. And I'm like, oh, these little like one two minute stories are like super cute. And then I look up and I'm late for work. <laughs> I was like, how did that happen? How did I lose like ten minutes um, without even realizing it? So right. yeah, I that's I mean, I love watching TikToks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Creating it. <laughs> I'll pass. You you can hire someone. Right, right, right. <laughs> hire like a twenty year old. I, I mean, do what you got to do. Do what right. you got to do. Well, okay. My cup is getting a little bit low. Why don't we take one more coffee break, and then we'll be right back. Sounds good. Okay, we are back with the fascinating Casey Guest. I am so funny. I was like, I did not plan on leaving this conversation like with another YouTube series to watch, but I am (laughs) (laughs) so interested. And I, uh, sounds like I also have some candles to buy and maybe some soaps. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I can like see on YouTube how you made the soaps. And that's, um, I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a little, little adventure for me and I'm super into it. Um, if for speaking of YouTube and where we can see those videos and the like, like how do we find you on the social medias? So we are Ormsby Farms, um, O-R-M-S-B-Y-F-A-R-M-S on all social. So if you Google that, all of it pulls up. Um, and all of our uh, how-tos and our reality show is all on our YouTube channel now. Wonderful. Um, but if you follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook, there's always links uh, to the YouTubes. Okay. And then how do I buy the the stuff? All of our products are sold on Etsy. So we are an Etsy shop. Okay. Um, as a business, we did try other uh, platforms of selling, such as Amazon and that kind of stuff. Okay. Nothing felt right until mm. Etsy. So our Etsy page is always linked in our bio boxes on our social media. Oh, okay. Well, hold on a second. Because you, there's this phrase felt right, didn't feel right. Like, what is it about Etsy that feels so right to you? And then maybe like a little bit about what felt off on those different platforms. Because that that's another business decision. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, when we went into wanting to sell our products, we did a couple different options. We were so, uh, selling in person at farmer's markets, oh. which went well. Um, we were selling originally on Etsy and sold on Amazon. Okay. Um, no bad talk to Amazon. It is a fabulous company for consumers, for small businesses. It is not. Mm. Um, there are many YouTube videos that you can go and watch. Um, for us as a business, we did not feel appreciated or helped when we needed help from Amazon and we needed something a little bit more, um, customer service reliable sure and we got that with etsy yeah okay um and etsy didn't start out super fabulous either again it goes back to knowing your seos and your marketing Mm. and that kind of stuff but once it clicks it clicks and they are really good for small business handmade products which is what our stuff is yeah oh that's really good it's really good because i feel as though a lot of people might be afraid to experiment with another platform. 
Like, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like you put a little money into it and you marketed it a little bit and then you're like, oh no, this isn't right for me. Uh, it gets a tough decision or it can feel like a tough decision to pivot Absolutely. and go in a different direction. But I guess given what we talked about today and the uh, number of pivots that you've made in your career, <laughs> that would, might not have been such a big one. <laughs> You know, I'm a pivoter. Yes. I'm a pivoter. Um, but no, it, it actually, that part was probably the hardest of all the pivots. Oh. Um, because when you're starting off of a business and stuff doesn't work out, where platforms that you're selling or that you're promoting, it's very disheartening. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, am I doing the right thing? Am I, is this really what I want to be doing? Is Am I really actually good at this? And that was the hardest part was choosing the platforms because as you said, it, it's money. It's not just a little money. It's a good amount of money yeah. that you're putting in to send off products or whatever you do to a business. Um, and it, for it not to work out. Yeah. It, it sucks. Yeah. It just kind of sucks. So that was the hardest of all the pivots. We did a lot of pivots, but that was the hardest of the pivots. Okay. Well, so I am going to go, I'm going to go to your Etsy store. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go shopping. Can you tell me as we close what is uh, what's the product for me, or maybe what's your most popular product? Um, our most popular product, or I, I'll say this: our most popular scent, because all of our products come in the variety of scents. So our candles, our bath bombs, and our soaps yeah. all uh, universally have the same scent. So we have three different scents uh, year round and one's more of a floral and we call it Farm Girl. So okay. Farm Girl is our floral scent. Um, our other one that's more of a manly muskier scent is Before Sunrise. And then we what have a... Uh, it's all of our farm names. We thought we were cute. Mr. That, that is cute. We thought that, that we were cute. cute. Um <laughs> And then our rancher's relaxation is more of a citrus, um, citrus, fruitier kind of scent. Okay. And that is our most popular. Okay. The rancher's relaxation, people um, love it. And see, I'm not a big fan of the citrus, fruity kind of scents, but sure. they're eating it up. Okay. Literally. <laughs> so. Yay. That's exciting. I really, I'm. I'm thrilled. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> well, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. This I'm, has. I'm like so excited to support you however possible. You. This for this pivot, whatever the next pivot is going to be. I'm on I'm board. I'm going to be pirouette and turning. Yes, queen. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And thank we'll, you so much. We will keep talking. Uh, but you know, this episode, we gotta go. <laughs> Toodaloo. Bye, everybody.